Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. The most respected and experienced broadcasters in the industry. This is The Roy Green Show. It's going to be a long flight home for uh, the Prime Minister of Canada from India. Shivam Vij, the Indian journalist who wrote the column for the Washington Post, in which he um, speculated as to why India was really rude to Justin Trudeau. I was on the show earlier, and I asked him about the clothing the Prime Minister wore, the, the Indian clothing that the Prime Minister wore. Here's what he had to say. Oh, they were ridiculous. I mean, as um, you know, one Indian journalist wrote on Twitter, Mr. Trudeau went from hot to not in four days. He was being too Indian, even for Indians. We do not dress like that all the time. He was uh, dressed not even for a Bollywood film, but an over-the-top Bollywood film. He was dressed as if he was attending an Indian wedding that goes on for a week. Uh, particularly the dress he was wearing when he was meeting Bollywood stars. You know, it was so gaudy, I wouldn't wear it even for my own wedding. Um, so his dress was, his dressing was atrocious. So there is uh, Shivam Ridge. Did he say he went from hawk to nut in four days? All right, it's time for the beauties for Catherine Swift at Swifty. What is it? What's the rest of it? Oh, it's just at Swifty with an IE one Oh, one. Okay. Yeah. That's well, Swifty the Swift one. thing is very popular on Twitter, so you gotta you gotta massage it to get one that's not already used. Oh, I know it's hard, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. Here's L. L. Etherdale. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got a cold, Roy. But anyway, that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> and at Michelle Simpson, former Liberal member of Parliament, who knows the Prime Minister all too well, and is just sorry she wasn't in India with him. You could have been uh, dancing. <laughs> I wouldn't have wanted to dress like he did. <laughs> kind, kind of. Miss, you know what the, uh, and what, uh, I don't know if you heard the interview with Shivam Vej, but what he told us as well is that the Indian government didn't really, didn't even want Mr. Trudeau there, and they certainly didn't want him for eight days, but the yeah. Canadian government insisted. I, I heard the I heard the interview, Roy, but I had already heard that from other sources prior to him saying it, that the Indian government wasn't well and, and we saw that it wasn't it wasn't a business yeah trip. but on this show Catherine, we just quote what we do i know oh sorry roy do you Bad. know there was you know there was another small business organization i used to interview <laughs> they said there was a half day of business out of eight days yeah exactly yeah. well what this was and i mean this is what's coming very clear to everybody paying attention is is that it was a it was a trip? They're going to trot out all these pictures of him and his family in a pro, in Indian garb, which of course was over the top, as as we heard from many Indian people, um, uh, before the next election to appeal to the Canadian diaspora, which is largely Sikh. So, and and if if, if that's going to be the case, have a nice day. But you know what? We taxpayers shouldn't be paying for it. Are, the pe- Liberal Party should be paying for it. People are not that's buying right. it. Michelle Michelle is a former Liberal member of Parliament. Yeah. As the MP who sat beside the Prime Minister when he before he was Prime Minister, 
and question period daily, how do you assess his performance? And what do you think was going on in his mind that led him to believe this was a smart thing to do and, and a proper way to do it? I, I really can't read his mind, but it's like he's gone off script. I, and I don't know who's advising him. But to have an eight-day trip and a half-day of business after, you know, the Agacon, it's like nobody's learning the lesson. Mm-hmm. Nobody's learning the I'm lesson. Concerned. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're, they're not. And some, you know, there'll be a lot of MPs that will put very well-scripted questions on the order paper to get to the bottom of exactly how much this costs taxpayers. Well, good luck with that. It's like they're flipping Canadian taxpayers the bird. And by the way, you, you heard that they got some bureaucrat, which they didn't permit media to report on who it was. Yep to make up this story that it was an Indian uh, conspiracy yep. of certain rogue elements to, to, to undermine the Trudeau visit, and they mm-hmm. had some bureaucrat? Some can, this, that's a major gaffe. I well, mean, and, and, the fact, gaffe. and the fact that they did it in India is inexcusable. Linda, what do you, what do you make of this? Well, again, I think both Catherine and Michelle have hit the nail on the head when they said a waste of taxpayer dollars. And let's not forget, and I know we're going to discuss it, but we got a budget coming up. And we're already spending $63 billion a year on interest payments alone, Roy. Mm-hmm. Can we yeah. afford this Indian garb? I, I, you know, and why do we have to pay for it? Okay, so we have a lot of things that we have to go through here, and we have to go through them yeah. quickly if we're going to get them all done. And we talk about the budget coming up. So let's look at that. On Tuesday of next week, the federal government is going to deliver its budget. Mr. Morneau, still hanging in as federal finance minister, will persuade us that multiples of billions of dollars of deficit are a good idea. Let's go to The Economist first. Well... The, the government's own, uh, so, some people that are big liberal supporters are going, oh, the economy's doing great, la, la, la. Well, even the government's own data show that they're expecting growth of less than 2%, 1.5 to 1.8% uh, GDP, uh, you know, econ- economic growth over the next few years. That is weak, weak growth. And I have never in my long history of looking at federal budgets, which is never fun, but necessary evil, I have never, ever seen one predict that there's going to be a recession. But of course there's going to be. And nobody wants it, but it's going to happen. It always does. I think the next recession in Canada, and it'll undoubtedly be in other countries as well, but it is going to be a fiasco because these guys are spending like mad when things are good. So what happens when things go bad? Mm -hmm. It's it's a... Flirting with disaster. It starts with F and it ends in O, as you said. Linda, you uh, you wrote the, you were the editor and the writer of the uh, of the of the money uh, column in uh, in the Toronto Sun for many years. Mm-hmm. As you look at this, uh, what's coming down from Ottawa on Tuesday? What are your worst expectations? Well, here we go. Okay, and I think let's go back to this. The debt thing. Back in the 1990s, come on, we were screaming all over the place. Our debt to GDP, which is gross domestic product or economic growth, hit over 100%, Roy, back in 1996. 
And we yelled and screamed, and we know what happened. We brought that sucker down. We had the debt clock out there, tick, 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 tick. And we warned government that we could hit the debt wall. Well, guess what, Roy? We're getting up there. We're, what are we, 92.3 or 95% right now? My yeah. biggest fear is what Catherine says is real, which we do go into an economic tailspin. This debt is going to strangle us. So where is the reality check, guys? We need to have some fiscal management here, but at all levels of government, okay. and particularly Ontario, all they do is waste our money. Yeah, Michelle, what are the what's the likelihood that we'll see tax increases? Oh, I think they're uh, fairly good. One thing that all governments, and this is not a partisan issue, is great. You know, we're going into an election cycle, right? And so the goodies are going to start coming out, except they're going to make announcements and let the money lapse because they have to cover these black holes in the budget. So that's what I see. Okay, so moving on to our next subject, British Columbia and Alberta were launching insults at each other for a number of weeks. Alberta stopped the import of BC wine, uh, the Premier of uh, British Columbia was going to fire back at some point, I thought, and now he said he's going to go to the court and let the court decide, and that seems to satisfy Rachel Nutley, so she's allowing the wine back into the province. And uh, really, at this juncture, I suppose the Prime Minister should be stepping in because he's the one who says his government supports the uh, the uh, Kinder Morgan pipeline. So, and we'll be talking with um, with Vivian Krauss about all of this tomorrow. What, how do you interpret what's going on uh, between Alberta and BC, which affects, of course, everyone else in Canada, and remind some people of what happened in Montreal with the remember that pipeline that was banned by the former mayor of Montreal, Denny. And how about how about how about the Quebec City just dumped a whole whack of waste uh, right Poo-poo. into the St. Lawrence River again? Millions of liters of way, by the way, and we don't hear a peep from uh, the you know Catherine McKenna, the federal uh, environment minister, and anything about this. I mean, well, what a bunch of hypocrites! I'm sorry, but what a bunch of hypocrites! They tax the rest of us to the max, and and yeah. they're. Dumping gar- raw sewage into our waterway. Anyway, I'm sorry. You often feel it would be very hard to make this stuff up. But as to as to the BC and Alberta thing, why don't we have? This is federal jurisdiction. If we had a federal, if we had a prime minister or even the federal energy minister or whatever with any guts, they would be stepping in here saying this is going forward. It has gone through the regulatory hoops. Time and time again, it has been approved time and time again. There is no excuse for this. And B.C., B.C. is doing illegal stuff from a constitutional standpoint. Somebody has to call them on it. And I don't know why Notley caved in to the, to the, the wine thing is not a big deal. It's more symbolic no. than anything. But why would she cave into that? Uh, when you throw something into the courts, what you're saying is we're going to procrastinate some more. That's what the courts are all about. All right, Michelle? No, I I agree with Catherine. Okay. I think it's positively ridiculous that Alberta and BC, on what is really a non-issue, uh, is retaliatory for something that is a big issue. And they've forgotten about the fact that there's a sixteen billion dollar 
pipeline that's yep. being uh, promoted by um, Calvin Helene and 30 um, chiefs of indigenous nations. And that $16 billion pipeline would be on native land, except for when it's under the, the water. So this is going to be a big deal. This, this Eagle Spirit pipeline is going to be a big deal that's going to catch a lot of people uh, trying, to f- trying, to, trying to come up with, with reasonable responses where they're, they just should really say, let's, look, let's just say let's build the dang things and let's export what we have and let's get the money into this country and let's help ourselves. That's right. Roy, that's so right. And i got to say, I've been listening, and a lot of your listeners were calling in, and where is Justin Trudeau in all of this? In India. Well, anyway, going back to the St. Lawrence, something stinks <laughs> to high heaven. This is jobs. Those are our resources. Canada is a resource-rich country. Come on, guys. Let's help our economy, not kill it. I told you before, you, these, these th- three beauties are tough. Well, there was a very interesting Angus Reid survey this week, yeah. which showed that the biggest opponents of the Trans Mountain Pipeline are in Quebec. How do you like them apples? <laughs> the people oh, that get yeah. billions right. and billions of transfer payments from the energy industries. Once again, what a bunch of hypocrites. Mm-hmm. Well, as yeah. they said at the, at the St. Lawrence River, that's a bunch of poo-poo. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let, me, let me take a quick break and we'll come back with... Catherine and Linda and Michelle, and we'll wrap up Beauties and the Beast with a few other issues that we have to cover off. You're listening to The Roy Green Show, heard weekends from 2 to 5 on 900 CHML. Proudly Canadian and making Canada proud. This is The Roy Green Show. About five minutes left with the beauties. Catherine Swift to WorkingCanadians.ca. Linda Leatherdale at Linda Leatherdale, and independent business journalist and vice president of Cambria Canada, and Michelle Simpson at Michelle Simpson on Twitter, former Liberal member of Parliament. The BC budget was brought down, and uh, the speculation tax was a significant part of that, and it begins this year. The British Columbia government is going to add a half a percent speculation tax on homes that are owned by people who don't pay taxes in British Columbia. And that tax goes up to 2% in next year, in 19, and it'll stay at that rate going ahead. It's expected to bring $87 million into the provincial treasury this year. I like that. Do you guys agree? Hello? 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 I don't think that's going to make a dent. No. I really I don't. I don't either. And uh, I, I don't have a problem with it, from, but, you know, a lot of other things got taxed or taxes increased in that budget. One of them was a, health ta- a new health tax yeah. uh, that was imposed. And I know that the, uh, and on the business sector, and I know this, even, even though they tried to pass it off as, oh, it's only big businesses. No, it's not. It's hitting a lot of small and medium-sized businesses as well. And what, what bothers me about something when they call it a health tax there's absolutely zero uh, belief that money's going to go into health spending. Absolutely zero. It's going into the big pot, 
where government spends it wherever yeah. the heck they want. So stop calling it a health tax. Okay. Just call it a tax hike. Okay. And uh, Michelle, you're thinking on this? Oh, no. I agree with Catherine. The minute they call it, unless they have it audited and can show us where it went into the health care system, mm-hmm. I figure the money is all getting put into operations and it's left to the government to do, you know, to balance the budget, to do whatever. And I have zero faith that they'll do the right thing. I like the idea of taxing people who don't live here and don't pay taxes here, whether it's $87 million or $8 billion, the principle of the thing appeals to me. They're also raising the foreign homeowners, uh, home buyers tax from 15 to 20%. Yeah. I like that as well. Yeah. It's just it's the philosophy of it appeals to me, but put some really big canines behind it. I don't mean the whole dog, just teeth. <laughs> I, I don't disagree with you there, Roy, but, but the thing is, it's not a significant enough increase to, to really, uh, if, if they really want to discourage that, yeah. which, which clearly they don't. I don't think they want to discourage it. They just want to suck a little more money out of it. So, uh, by the way, they're also claiming the budget's balanced when it's, it's just like Ontario. They're hiding a whole bunch of debt in their B.C. hydro utilities. And Christy Clark started this, so I'm not going to blame the current government exclusively, but they're continuing that trend. So the budget is not balanced. That's baloney. And I don't like the luxury yeah. luxury tax on cars. Anything that's worth more than one hundred and fifty thousand dollars that takes my whole garage out of play. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's classic NDP socialist. Yes, uh, it is, isn't know, it? Theory, yeah. yes, though, right? It is evil, evil rich. Yes, people. <laughs> it is. Okay, what else do we have? Anything left? Oh, no cost post secondary education is being pushed and pushed and pushed by. Yeah. Who's pushing it? More free stuff from government. whoop de oh. do. Yeah. Who's but pushing? Is it Ontario that. pushing it, or is it is it BC? Ont- I can't yeah, remember. I think it's Ontario. Ontario. Okay. Yeah. The the province that has the second highest non sovereign debt in the world is pushing for free sec- post secondary education. But that's Kathleen Wynne going after the younger voter. No. One more. Yeah. There, there's an election. Yeah. Must yeah. be a coincidence. Yeah. Yeah. All right, and Catherine's prediction was that we wouldn't get through all these issues. We've done it, and we have 20 seconds left. National Energy Board, oh we haven't talked about oh, that. Okay, go, 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 go. Well, the, the, the feds are dismantling the NEB, which actually has a stellar reputation internationally and has for decades. And in my biased, you know, perverse political view, it's because they want to get rid of people on it that were conservative appointees. But the real bottom line, getting away from the partisan stuff, they're throwing yet more uncertainty into our whole energy investment area where we have already lost billions and billions. As Frank McKenna, a former liberal premier, as you may recall, said just this past week. Yes. Okay. You used up all the time. But perfectly. Nicely done. <laughs> we got Nicely done. Catherine Swift, Linda Leatherdale, Michelle Simpson, they're the beauties on the beast. That's the segment. And we'll talk to you next Saturday. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.